God, it's so exciting to be back, you guys. We're here with the last movie of Phase 3. Uh, listen, before we dive into it, if you have not already, leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, join us on Facebook, Fellowship of the Filthy Nerds. we got a free Facebook group, but it's private, so you got to join. Send a request. Also, you want to support the podcast a little bit more, you know what I'm about to say. Patreon. Join our Patreon. Patreon. We are having fun. Patreon.com. Slash Two Filthy Nerds. Uh, yeah, come join. We do live recordings. Everyone before this episode started in your ears saw both of us yawn and Nicole's microphone almost fall apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's also other fun stuff going on. We've got a full live chat. We watch movies together. We do other shit together. We're going to go to goddamn Universal Studios together. So get over, be part of the nerd herd. If you feel like, oh, that's, but I won't know any of the other people. Yeah, they didn't know each other either. And now we're all friends. So Mm -hmm. get the fuck over here. Uh, Here we are. A close, loving family. Uh, yeah, a very close, loving family. And we're going to talk about what I think is a pretty fucking good movie. It's a good movie. It's ant I-, I loved it so much. First of all, I will watch anything you put Paul Rudd in. Uh, oh, totally. I want Paul Rudd to turn into the Ant-Man and crawl inside of me and live in my pussy. And then open up from inside and explode me. He's so goddamn hot. How does he never age? By the way, what a great way for him to kill someone. Uh, yeah, just crawling in their butthole. Holy shit. That's like the, that that's day. like the RRR rated version of Marvel. Marvel, and there's also a pirate for some reason. <laughs> that's what he uh, calls pirates. I mean, what a way to die. Just I love that this movie, I always love a little like historical perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it immediately digs into it, which makes me really happy. I love that we got to meet Daddy Stark. Um, uh, Hank Pym is being like, nah, you can't have my technology. Uh, Michael Douglas. I know. I love seeing my, it's so, so funny seeing Michael Douglas. CGI'd young. Oh. Um, yeah, it starts with a like 1989 flashback. He's uh, already got this technology, and Shield is trying to. Shield is like, give us the technology, and they're like, "Nah, dude." Yeah, and he's basically like, "I will never let that happen. I will hide it for the rest of my life." And wham, bam, he's out. I love he also punches that fucking agent in the face because he says something about her wife. Oh, he does. He doesn't just punch him in the face. He does this. Oh, he smashes face to the desk. There was a different. There was a different. Oh, that was so sexy. Oh God, I love that move. By the way, Kirk Douglas, or Michael Douglas, when he was younger, could fucking get it. It wasn't until I saw his CGI'd younger face that I remembered. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. I said you guys being the people on our Patreon, which you could do. Um, I don't know, Jess, if you've seen the movie um, uh, Jewel of the Nile. Is that what it is? That's, uh, there's got to be. John is in here. One of our patrons will know if that's the name of the movie. But yeah, Michael Douglas... God damn, could he get it? Oh, I have not seen Jewel of the Nile, Woo! but I will now. Jewel of the Nile is a fucking great movie. Jewel of the Nile, a very Indiana Jones-esque. Mm. Very, very hot, very sexy. Um, the woman in it was, uh, what was her name? Um, oh, it was Romancing the Stone. 
Oh, there's two different movies. Kathleen, Kathleen Turner. Turner. Yeah. Kathleen Turner. What a fucking G, dude. She's great. Uh, um, I want to see him. So young. it was Anyways, fun for me to see him. Yeah. Well, we saw him young and then they flashed to present day uh, where we meet Hope Van Dyne along with uh, Pim's former protege, Darren Cross, who, by the way, the whole time I just kept thinking about like Jeff Bezos. I was like, this is Jeff Bezos. Oh, by the way, the whole time I was watching him, all I could think about was him and House of Cards. Oh, I haven't watched House of Cards yeah, because I refuse to re- support Kevin's. I just never got into it. Uh, oh, no. I, I, I only watched season one and two and then I fell off. But it's the, I remember loving season one and two. Oh, everyone says it's amazing. I'm sure it is. Yeah, OK, yeah. so that's where he's from. Really- um, he just any bald, powerful man now. I just go like. Jeff Bezos? Jeff like that's- Bezos. I mean, good call. Good call. They're, they're all Jeff Bezos If you're bald and not me. powerful, bummer. Yeah. Well, so we learned that basically uh, his former protege, Darren Cross, kind of running the company now with Hope alongside, they they voted him out of his company, PIM Technologies, and Cross is obsessed with creating this shrinking suit that, you know is a legend. Like, was it ever real? It's Mm -hmm. not been clear, but he's like psychotically very clearly villainously, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. obsessed, villainously obsessed. Uh, he's called his, his own version of the shrinking suit, uh, which is the technology that they're trying to achieve the yellow jacket. And he tells Pim about it. Like, you're going to love this. Cause that's, you know what Pim was known for or like allegedly known for. And Pim's like creeped out by it. It's like, Whatever. She's a smoke show too, by the way. Really his, into her look. Those bangs, his daughter, the, uh, the bones in her face. She's just got structure. I'm here for it. It's hard to pull off a blunt bang, and she does it. Yeah, she. I think about getting it. them sometimes, and then I think that's probably not a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have made I mean, a mistake. She really in the past. murders the whole blunt bang. I mean, she's she's just gorgeous, though. What actress was that? I, I don't know. Someone in our uh, Patreon will know. Let us know, guys. Um, okay, so anyways, so the show have... sets that up, but then it cuts over to this our guy. Protagonist, our protagonist, Mr. Scott Lang. Yeah. Being released from prison. It, I love that it opens with him in a, what's clearly a prison fight, but then we sh- see that like, oh, they're actually friends. And he's like, you guys have weird rituals here. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is a weird way for me to leave or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's being released from prison and he's moving in with his old cellmate, Luis. Uh, By the way, Louise's character immediately from the jump, just, you just, you know who that character is immediately. Oh yeah. Just, he's like, this is my archetype. This is what I do. This is my perspective. It's just immediately amazing. It is. You know what I loved about him too, is like in all of the stories of, uh, which we see very soon, but all the stories of how like he came across a job. Mm-hmm. he's oh. he's always engaging in some very like high class fine art type of like he's at a wine tasting then he's like mm-hmm. i was at this museum and we're looking at this painting but i'm not really into that kind of style and i was like is this neo-modern and i'm more he's like i'm less of a cubist like it was yeah. it's just really a really funny little characteristic that really isn't important to the movie but i thought it was such a funny addition oh my god that was evangeline lily no wonder she's a smoke show she is a smoke show yeah she's um, a babe yeah, I love the little, I love the stories where they start off. Yeah, they start off very high class. But I also really just loved like the dynamic he has with Paul Rudd's character where he's like, all right, I get to the point of the story. 
And he's like, and then he finally gets to the point of the story. He's like, okay, so a guy knows, has a thing. Yeah, it's just like, like so that's funny. The that whole, it was a very long way to go. Yeah, uh, and we'll get to that. But first yeah. of all, they... Um, he gets released. Luis picks him up. and then In a van, up, which is... And Lang immediately goes to visit his daughter. Yeah, he has a young daughter, Cassie. Shows up at her birthday party unannounced and gets some shit for that. Like, oh, you're not supposed to show up here. Basically, uh, his ex-wife... Uh, has Maggie. a new fiance. Maggie is the ex-wife and her new fiance Paxton uh, are they, like giving him shit. They're like harassing him for not paying child support. I'm like, what kind of monsters are you? I mean, Do I it behind his back, like a fucking adult. I mean, you say that till you're supporting a kid by yourself. I don't, I understand where they're coming from. I just think they could have been a little more mature about it. And also, you don't mature. not let your husband see his kid just because he's fallen on hard times and can't Also, anything. he's not a murderer. No, he's like... He's he was, not like a fucking, like, horrible person. He was a burglar. He was Well, which we learn. And when we find out what he did, it was like an altruistic crime. It was very Robin Hoody. This, like company was fucking over its employees for years and he robbed the guy at the top and just fucking he hacked into Transferred their system all the money to employees bank accounts yeah it was pretty fucking badass he's like a hero which like we don't learn until a couple scenes later exactly what happened but uh basically he gets shit for not ha- paying child support and now he's in this situation where he's living on his friend's couch. He doesn't really have money. He tries to get a job. That was a really funny I mean, quick scene so where funny. he gets, he's, where he's, he's like, we're at- and then he's immediately fired. And the guy's like, I read about you. By the way, uh, did you, uh, did you recognize who was buying the, the drink at who kept being like, I'll have, what do you have? That's hot. He's like, it's Oh, Pemberton. Johnny Pemberton. Johnny Pemberton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like this idiot trying to order hot food at, yeah uh at baskin robbins and he's like dude it's baskin robbins and the guy brings him in and he's like grand larceny burglar and he's like i'm sorry look it wasn't a violent crime uh-huh. and the the boss goes on about how he's like i think what you did is amazing you're a hero i mean i do have to fire you yeah he's like thank you so much man i really i'm really grateful for this job he's like oh, yeah no no no, you're still fired yeah you can't have the job but like i really love what you did it's like oh so he's basically i love feeling- that i love that it establishes you know, you, it's, it's just such a fun way to learn that a guy's a good guy, you know? Yeah. That he's like a really good guy. I could never imagine Paul Rudd not as a good guy. Yeah. He's so, oh, I absolutely love him. So after all of this, he realizes like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get into some other shit. Yeah. Like Louis had tried to kind of be like, Hey, we got this job. And he's like, no dude, I'm, I'm straight now. I'm not going back to prison, but he's like, Oh, there's no other choice, which really uh, interesting peek into the world of, uh, you know, being an ex-con, possibly. Mm-hmm. But he agrees to help Luis and his boys. Uh, it's a burglary, uh, which that's where we see the little nugget of how Luis tells his stories. Like, well, I was at a wine tasting. So anyways, like a girl who dated a guy who knows a guy told Luis that there's this, About this old- guy who has a house and a safe and there's something in the safe and this and this and that. And it's. A big, big, big safe and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and the billionaire's going to be out of town. So it's just like, cool, let's just go in there. And apparently this is uh, Paul Rudd's thing, Scott Lang. Uh, So they break into the house. He does all this fucking really cool just, I mean. First of all, when he jumps over the wall, he's just so swift and 
the way he just climbs up the building, he's like Spider-Man. And I'm Ugh. like, oh, this guy, like he's, so he's already hot. exhibiting ant-like qualities. I was like, <laughs> I mean, we know he becomes Ant-Man, but it was just so fun to watch him do that. And then he breaks into the safe, but he breaks into the safe a way that's like so smart. He realized yeah, because it was it's an, an old safe. Yeah, made out of and the same stuff that the Titanic was made out of, titanium. Yeah, that would have made Titanic, out of, you remember that the Titanic didn't do well in cold. So he's like, oh, I'm going to freeze out the safe. Uh, and he does. And basically the, all the bolts, bolts on the like, door pop and then the door falls open and he goes inside and he finds this motorcycle suit. Yeah, there's nothing in there but a fucking like a weird old motorcycle suit. But he went to all that trouble so he just is like fuck this yeah so he figures also like if this suit is like in a uh a safe there must be something special about it like nobody's just gonna put or just like it's sentimental and fuck you because i went through all this trouble so i'm just taking your goddamn suit one of the things he did that was so g was to get into the vault he needed a fingerprint and he went and like he was like, oh, guys, oh, no, you, I need a fingerprint. And the guys are like, what are you going to do? He's like, give me a second. And he, like, goes to a door handle and takes a piece of tape and gets a gets a fingerprint off the door handle. And then he goes into the kitchen and uses some sort of epoxy. I don't know what it was. And then, like, melts something on the stove and then has this rubbery thing that has the fingerprint on it. And then he puts it on the thing and it works. And I was like. Yeah, he, like, created a fake fingerprint. If that actually was a real thing, I was like, God damn. It's I mean, amazing. I wonder how many people looked into that. I wonder if there, oh, is, yeah. if there is something similar. I mean, if you can I, dust for fingerprints, there must yeah. be a way to uh-huh. do something. If you can dust for finger, fingerprints and lift for fingerprints, then that should be something. It's got to be a thing because otherwise they wouldn't be moving toward eyeball technology uh, with all of our stuff. Yeah. Because fingerprints would work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he takes the suit home. Puts it on. <laughs> yeah, he puts it on for some reason in the bathtub. Like, I think he was like, I don't know what's going to happen with the suit. I, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Why, if you didn't think anything was wrong with the suit? Oh, because he had the suit fully on. And then Luis was it called for him. Oh, and, and he, he was, was like, like embarrassed. Oh, no. So and he's he like, I'm going to hide. Behind the curtain and then hits one of the buttons and then shrinks. Yeah, he shrinks down to, surprise, surprise, the size of an ant. What? Uh, fucking crazy. He's shitting his pants and like he nearly he gets like the faucet gets turned on. He almost sees his friend's fucking giant dick and he's freaked out. So he's like, fuck this. I'm bringing it back. I'm taking the suit back. He takes the suit back to the home he broke into. And then on his way out, he gets nabbed by the police and he's like, oh, fuck. And then the next scene is him in jail with his brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. His brother is the cop. Oh, you fucking you or his not his brother-in-law his his, his brother-in-law his, yeah, his, ex, uh, his his ex-wife's fiance fiance and then a guy they go he's sitting in a cell and they go hey your lawyer's here and they're like he's like my lawyer and we'll be right back All right, we're back. He goes into the examination room to meet his, quote, lawyer, and that's where we see Pim. So Pim has shown up. Is Michael Douglas, but fast forward, he's now an old man. Yeah, he's old. He's, now, he's now still we've hot. Heard, we've already seen him, haven't we? Have we seen him since he's... Yeah, didn't new- we see him at the beginning when they showed the... He was 
uh, what's his name was telling you about the suit? Oh yeah, Darren. Jacob. But but he's clearly like we know he's not a lawyer, so that's fucking weird. So long story short, which it won't be, but Pim tells him that that was his house. That's his suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of drops this like. I mean, how did he explain it to him? I don't even remember. He was basically like, listen, I've got an opportunity for you. Uh, yeah. Go back to your cell and basically just wait and I'll let you know kind of thing. Yeah. And so he's, And he's like, uh, okay. Uh, and so then the s- sorry, these ants bring in, he goes back to his cell and these ants bring into his cell the suit and then they start forming numbers, a countdown going 10, nine, eight. Oh, by the way, when he was in the room with, um, when he was in the uh, interrogation room with Hank, his lawyer, the ants had kind of covered up the camera so they couldn't see who he was with. They couldn't see what was going on. Do you remember that? Um, oh yeah, when he was in the, in the interrogation room. Pym, yeah, when he was talking to Hank Pym, it was like you couldn't see him. And I still don't know why that was important, but I guess it was. Um, I think it's because that he wanted he wanted it to like, I guess he didn't want like forward facing cameras of him because he's not a lawyer. And if they start getting suspicious, they're going to figure out who he is. Cause remember later they're like, they got a side clip of him and they're like, Oh, his lawyer was. Yeah. 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 You're right. Anywho. So the ants bring the suit to him and they start doing this countdown and they're like, put the fucking suit on. And then uh, it, it basically, the guard starts walking back and you know, yeah, and the like ants 10, are nine, like eight. forming the numbers 10, nine. Cause there's a guard coming around the corner and the suit. And then he's like throwing there. the suit on. And then the second, the guards there, he like clicks the button and then whoop, and the guard down, turns and, the and there's like, just ah! nobody there. And it's like, what in the fuck is happening? So um, he gets out. Little, yeah. little ant man gets out. Uh, he, uh, makes uh, his way back to, um, like, uh, not to, he makes his way back to, um, well, doesn't he like go through a series of like ant shit and then chaos. And then he ends up in Pim's house. I wasn't there like a whole chaotic scene. Yeah. There was a whole chaotic scene where he flew on, uh, he flew on an ant. Oh, on an ant. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, because, Oh, they had an ant like pick him up, but he was like, I'm going to pass out. It's night, night time. Like he, like yeah, the yeah, G yeah, force yeah. was so strong that he fell off. Yeah. So basically we find oh, out and then he hit the roof of the car and then he grew to a full size human. Yeah, when that the guy in the car is just like, oh my god. Huh? Um, so we find out that Pim set up this whole thing. He made a whole plan to trick Louise into thinking that this was a job. You know, the whole breaking the uh, safe mm-hmm. thing to get Lang to steal the vest as a test to kind of like see what he could do with locks and picks and how smart he was because he's looking for someone to become Ant Man. Mm-hmm to steal the yellow jacket suits from cross. And I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's like, do you remember in captain America and the first captain America where they're like testing to see like if Steve Rogers is like the right guy for the job when everyone's getting tested. Yeah, Yeah. I I do. So it is kind of like that. It is kind of like that. It's like basically, uh, daddy Pim was like, you know, when, he saw what Scott Lang had done, the crimes he had committed. He was like really impressed because number one, he was able to break into something that no one's ever been able to break into. Yeah. And two, I think he really liked like his altruisticness of like the Robin Hoodness of it. Yeah. That he was like doing it for the good of the people, not for like personal gain. It is kind of weird though, that like, 
I mean, okay, this is me doing the thing where I try to put logic into a comic book, but like mm-hmm. that he was aware of that story and also happened to know right when this guy got out, not only that, but the guy got out just in time when this guy's about to fucking turn uh, technology into a super weapon. Little you know, strange. I'm not mad at you going down that road. I'm not. Cause it's like, I think it's, I think it's pretty fucking accurate. How did you keep an eye on this random white collar criminal? Yeah. And also if you're that, if you're really a billionaire, you couldn't have gotten him out. Yeah. But whatever. So, I mean, Bill Cosby got out. I mean, yeah, exactly. Call back. Um, We couldn't have had Cosby bail him out. So Hope and her dad are like, we need to train you to fight. We also need you to, we need to train you to be able to communicate with ants. Yeah. So like a big part of, you know, the jacket is just one part of the whole like Ant-Man puzzle. They have Mm -hmm. these little earpieces to communicate with ants. Like they're basically like ants need a leader. They teach him about all these various kinds of ants. It was funny when, when he first wakes up in the bed and it's surrounded by uh, all those ants that are like, have the most painful bite. Yeah. Um, by the way, have you ever seen a video of they, a lot of like YouTubers who are like like Johnny Knoxville, like um, jackass type stunts? They'll do things where they'll let those ants bite them, and it's really like insane to watch because it's crazy painful. Oh yeah! Did you know there's a new jackass coming out? Yeah, I know. I'm really excited for it. Me too. Rachel Wolfson's in it. I know. I'm That's very so very fucking excited. rad. Uh, anyway fucking jackass guys my god so basically like there's of course classic training montage where he's you know fucking up left and right and funny things and slowly gets better and like not only that but like hope who had been kind of like anti this guy and she still seems like she is like Mm -hmm. she was very much like she feels like she knows the training she knows how to wear the suit it should be her going in and so she has this vendetta against against him but we see him Slowly start to get better at, you know, all the jobs. Oh, we uh, also learned that her mom used to be known as the wasp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she died because she went subatomic to disable well, a, a nuclear missile. Yeah, so there's a button on the suit that can make you even smaller than ant size, but, like, basically it's like you'll just go subatomic and you'll keep freaking, and the the whole concept of time and space goes away, and, like, everything you love is gone forever because you... Cause you're gone. And like we learn that first. And then later, uh, because there's a scene where Ant-Man gets in the car, Ant-Man, Paul Rudd, fucking Scott Lang gets in the car with her and is trying to just like, she's in a bad mood or whatever. And he's like, she's basically like, I don't understand. I know all the things, you know, why would he have, you know, you do it. Who the fuck are you? And he's like, because I'm expendable. You're like, yeah, he cares about you. Like, first of all, it's one of those things where it's like, how do you not know this bitch? Yeah, like, duh. Hi, I would rather have some stranger die than my own fucking daughter. Yeah, after his wife already died. But we learn the same time she learns about what happened to her, the truth about her mom. Because she was always told a plane accident. It was a plane crash. And then he says, you know, uh, her dad and her mom, who was known as the Wasp, who also had one of those suits, had to... They used to fight alongside each other. And years ago, a Soviet nuclear weapon. Yeah. uh, Was launched. And the only way to get in was to go subatomic. And she did. And so that was the end of 
her mom. And that's like, hey, I don't want you to. I already lost her. Let's not fucking. I mean, he literally goes like, I didn't know. I didn't mean to lose you, too. And I was like, oh, no, I'm crying. There were definitely moments of like father daughter shit that I was like feeling real hard. Oh, Um, yeah, for sure. My my favorite one of my favorite scenes in this movie was when he goes to the Avengers headquarters. But he does it as a mission. Pym is like, you need to go on this mission to this old building. It's an you know, it'll be in there. It's an old warehouse. No one's there. Yeah, it's like a test kind of. And as Ant-Man's getting there, he's like flying in. He's like, um, I know you're saying this is supposed to be just an empty warehouse, warehouse. but this is the Avengers headquarters. Yeah, so this place that like is just dead on a map that nobody really should be at is what we just saw in Age of Ultron. This is the new Avengers headquarters. It's like, you just sent me to the fucking most protected place on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Pym is like, okay, abort, abort. And and. Ant-Man is like, nah, dude, I'm here. I'm doing this. Yeah. And so, he gets detected by um, Falcon. Falcon. Oh, this. Sam Wilson. Fucking. I loved this so much because Sam Wilson's got these like supersonic eye things. So he can see. Um, he, he can, can identify these, small things. Yeah. He can see the little Ant-Man. So it was just like a fun pursuit. Yeah, that was um, a really fun fight scene of them going back and forth. But inevitably, he he fucking gets it done. He gets yeah. the little what is it called? Uh it's some device. Coil. Some device. It's, some device. It's something that that they uh, need yeah. to for as part of yeah. the cuz they're going to have to, to get shut the down building. the system. Yeah. To get into the building and then they have to like briefly turn off all of the power or something. Oh, they have to turn seconds. off the water flow to get in. Oh, well, we we're getting ahead. We're getting ahead because what's his face? Oh, hold on. Um, well, let's uh, back up to what their plan was. Okay, so their whole plan is get in there and basically blow up the building, okay? Yeah. But get rid of the suit. What we find out is that Croft has perfected his yellow suit, uh, tech, yellow jacket suit technology. Cross. Did you just say Croft? Did I say Croft? I meant, I meant Cross. I was thinking Lara Croft, you know? <laughs> Anywho, so, but what happens is, is um, uh, Ant-Man gets back after a successful mission of getting that thing from the Avenger headquarters, he gets back to um, Hope and and Daddy Pym. And he's like, yo, I got it. And then weirdly enough, Hank goes out into the main room and fucking crosses there. Yeah, he's like in his house. house. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I just wanted to let you know. I uh... And they have like plans laid out about breaking in. And his daughter's yeah, yeah, yeah. like in the other room like, he will kill so she, him. He, she can't be there because she's a double agent. Or, uh, well, she's a secret agent, not a double yeah, agent. Yeah, I mean, she's she works for right Cross, now. and she doesn't know that he. she's also yeah. in on this plan. So, so she can't come out, and then Ant-Man can't be there, blah, 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 blah. But he sees, you know, of course, you know, he's no dummy. Cross isn't a dummy. He sees these plans. He knows what's up. He like, pretends he pretends like he, he doesn't. doesn't. And he's just um, talking about how great his suit is, and he's like, oh, I'm going to be, there's going like, to be a ceremony. I'd love for you to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, you got to come. And he's like, okay. Uh, Cross leaves. And then Cross immediately calls Hope. And he's like, hey, Hope, where are you? And she's like, oh, I'm home right now. And he's like, I got the suit to work, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be have, I'm going to have a party, but I'm going to have like crazy, crazy security. We're going to put mesh vents on everything so nothing can get in. Yeah, he's just like, I want like I want to up the security. Yeah, mesh vents so nothing can get in, which is like 
Okay. So she's like, okay, he fucking knows. Yeah, but she just goes, she goes, yeah, absolutely, no problem. But it's like, oh, he knows. Yeah. And did you at that point think he, here's the thing. He knows, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. At that point where you're like, but, but did you think he knew about her? I didn't think he knew about her. No. Yeah. Me neither. Because he was so like confident and excited about it. I, I was wasn't, like, I wasn't um a hundred percent that he knew about her but the second he saw her once he saw her inside remember when she went into that room and planted it and then came back out and he's like she's like oh hey and they see each other inside the building yeah that's when i was like okay now he knows that oh yeah for sure i think maybe he suspected it but like not totally but um i mean it is but anyhow so it's her dad. So this whole plan they have been been putting into place, it's now happening. And they recruit they recruit Luis and um And the two the other, other guy. guys from the breakups, the breakup, the break-in. So basically, like the plan is they've got to get in, shut down the water, uh, get Ant-Man, like load up like bombs on the servers, get Ant-Man into the jacket's being held in a case that you can only go through with a tiny little so like you got to turn off the laser part of it. Yeah, there's a laser thing at the bottom. To get bottom. into it. So they, and it, and that can only be turned off for like 15 seconds. So he's got to go down. By the way, loving, loving him going through the water system, floating on a raft of ants. Oh yeah, no, it's, that's a cool thing with the, um. So each ant, each kind of ant that he's been introduced to, there's like, you know, regular ants, fire ants, biter ants, like flying ants, like all these different kinds of ants. They're all doing like a different job and they're all like listening to him because he's fucking Ant-Man and he's this fucking talk to ant technology, but they're all like able to help and it's so fucking rad. Um, By the way, when he, so he eventually learns how to fly really well. What was the name of the flying ant that he rode on that it was like his guy? Antony. Anthony, that was so fun. Uh, anywho, so he gets through all of this. Yeah, he and well, then gets into the yellow jacket suit case. Yeah, thing, and like and everything's going well. Him. All the well, here's the thing: is not just that though, because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with the guys outside in the van accident. Like the cops. Oh yeah, the cops see the van and are like. Oh no, well the cops come up and they're like something's going on here. They go to they go to like arrest and interrogate Hank um as he's going into the building and the guys are like, "Oh no." And then one of the guys goes and steals the cop car and then Oh, and just starts like it. spinning around. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, then and then sneaks back, back into the van, the van but <laughs> accidentally presses the horn, which, which is a very distinctive horn. It's like the fucking which, Dukes of Hazard. Which, the dad, the the fiance remembered from when Scott showed up at the daughter's birthday and drove away in that van because he pressed the horn and the daughter thought it was so much fun. Yeah. So he's like, what the fuck? And because Hank is at large, he is a loose criminal. Uh, so now, of course, he's like, we've got to go find that van. Uh, with that note, we're going to take a break. And we'll be right back. All right, so we're back, and uh, the cops are bothering the guys in the van, trying to, like, there's a whole fiasco going on there, but then... Uh-huh. 
By the way, I love the guy in the van who's like the tech guy who's like, I have one more meal. I don't, I can't remember what his accent was, but it was like. It was like a bad Russian accent, it felt like. Yeah, it was very cartoonish. And that had been going on before, by the way, Scott actually got in because there was this whole like countdown thing of Scott jumps and it's they had needed to push push enter on the computer, but he's getting dragged away by the cops. And he's like, wait. And Scott's falling toward the lasers and is like, what do you mean? Wait. And then he hits the and button. And then he hits it just in time and he gets through. And then bam. That's when it. So cross nabs him. This was, I mean, you have to assume that like, he always was suspicious that something of this might, like this might happen. Cause what other reason would he have for keeping it in that case? Other than what if there is an ant man and he returns? Like one thing uh um we forgot to mention is when they were outfitting Ant-Man to go in they gave him these like throwing things these like little like throwing stars Yeah cuz Ant-Man doesn't have really weapons but he can make things small he can hit things with them with the same technology basically you can yeah. make Shrinking them smaller and enlarging technology So he's trapped in this little thing where the the suit is at or no, he mm-hmm. takes him. Doesn't he take him out of like a little thing? Yeah, he takes him out. He basically nabs him and then takes him out. So he has the suit separate from the Ant-Man. So the Ant-Man's now in this little case. Yeah. So he's trapped in this little case. Uh, and Pim and his daughter also have been like captured in this room where they had brought everyone to show them the yellow jacket suit. Thinking like, oh, you're fucked. We've got you. But then Lang uses the enlarged one to just fucking enlarge himself. And bust out of the container. Wait, or did he do something? He like enlarged, he throws it. And yeah, it, he throws it to our. Uh, now I don't understand why he wouldn't just enlarge himself. Because what did he do? I don't, I, th- I feel like he threw something and it like burst out of the thing and then it enlarged. I, I can't remember. Me neither. I just Somehow know all of a sudden he, he was large. Size. But it looked like he threw something. So I'm like, is he enlarging the glass? I don't understand. Um, but oh, one thing we learn in that scene is that Cross is selling uh, the the suit to, uh, Hydra. to Hydra. Like, like I know they don't have a good reputation, but they've been up to some pretty cool stuff. It's like, what the fuck? And he's like, basically like, oh, you, you know, you tried to prevent it. We could have done this together, but you wouldn't help me. Blah, blah, blah. He also has this weird obsession with wanting Pim to be like impressed by him. It's very like mm-hmm. daddy issues bullshit. Uh one thing that does happen in the scene is the Hydra agent escapes with a vial of the particles. Yeah, because oh, Cross very yeah. in a very capitalist way is like, oh, I'll give you the suits, but you're going to have to come to me for the fuel, basically. Yeah. Which I is- mean, brilliant. Very fucking brilliant. But the, the Hydra guy stole one of them. Uh, and they basically, I mean, it's a whole fucking ass kicking scene. And um, Cross is making their way uh cross and the agents make their way to the roof where there's already a helicopter waiting yeah he's like i gotta get out of here yeah and like they're basically taking lift off uh ant-man chases Ant-Man after gets him on yeah gets on and uh they fight and there's like one it one of the shield agents that stole the thing has like a briefcase. At some point that pops open and reveals the little vial that he stole. But also Darren Cross is just shooting 
at Ant-Man in a... Yeah, inside the helicopter. And they're like, what are you fucking doing? This is a helicopter. You can't just shoot at people. I mean, so everyone's getting shot. And, but also Darren Cross is like, it doesn't matter. Like we already have the technology. There's nothing you can do. And he's like, oh no, like we accounted for that. And like... Yeah, yeah. And then he looks down and the whole um, PIM headquarters explodes. Deton- just detonated. It implodes on itself. Uh, and that's when Cross gets on the yellow jacket suit and it's like fucking on. It's this. I mean, uh, that yellow jacket suit way over the top. I mean, relax. It is just, I mean, it's very badass. Pretty badass. It is pretty. It's pretty awesome. I was pretty excited about it. I didn't think it was going to be that awesome. I mean, it was a pretty cool suit. It was like the Ant-Man suit amped up so we had these little mm-hmm. like electrifying things and it's mm-hmm. a really intense fight scene what happens is pretty sad though he goes to cassie Scott yeah i was trying Finally, to remember what the moment so was where he goes to cassie because i don't remember they like both fall away. out of the plane yeah, yeah yeah he gets away yeah but he somehow gets away and all of a sudden uh lang gets arrested so he he's out of the suit or he's Un- he's full size and Scott Lang gets arrested by Paxton, the fiance, he, like throws him in the back of the car. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like this guy's really bad. Let me go. I have to go get him. And he's like, go fuck yourself. And then on the police radar, it's like, we've got a, whatever, what, like a four, one, five at, and they give an address. And he's like, that's, that's Cassie, their address. That's, that's Cassie. So they drive there and Ant-Man is still Scott Lang, Ant-Man, whatever he's handcuffed in the back. And he's like, come on, man, just fucking, he's in the suit, but the helmet's, uh, on the seat next to him, yeah, he's he handcuffed. Has be, he has to be fully suited in order for it to work. Yeah, and they just leave him in the car, and he's like, "Dude, you fucking need me. You don't know what you're getting into." Uh, he's basically using Cassie as bait. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> this was cool. Scott Lang like, like puts his head down in the seat and just kind of like forces the helmet on, gets into it, and shrinks down and gets out of the handcuffs, which. It's fucking rad. It's pretty way, fucking for impressive. For some reason, I thought anything he's touching shrinks with him, but I was very wrong about that. I was like, wouldn't he just shrink with the handcuffs on? No, it's just the suit and what's just inside him. of it. Yeah. 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 So he gets in the house, uh, fight scene incurs, and he basically does like a quick like, hey, Cassie, it's me. Don't worry. You're going to be okay. And they they have this fight scene, and there's a moment where he tries to penetrate the device that powers yellow jacket's suit and he realizes it's too small and he's gonna have to go subatomic yeah the only way to like save cassie and stop this guy is to go subatomic so we see the scene where like they're fighting it's really funny when they're fighting on the the toy like railroad track oh that was so great when they're just chucking the oh the best part was when Thomas the train gets hit with one of the enlarging discs. Oh, and comes out of the house. That's and comes out of so the house. So fucking funny. Yeah, so just funny. Oh, and he and he hits an ant with the enlarging thing too. Yes, that's. And then, like at the end, the ant is like the family dog. The ant is like the house pet. It's so funny because like it was cut, how it cut back and forth between like really up close them like on a train and it's like they're throwing. Full, like, it looks like full-size train carts of this toy train. And then it goes and then back. And it zooms out, and all you hear is, like, clink, It's clink. like, blink. It's like a little toy clink. falling. So um, funny. Yeah, so he goes subatomic, dives into the suit, and, like, is floating away into nothingness. Like, it's done. He did, like, an I he love you. He explodes the suit, destroys Cross, but he's, like, literally just, like, 
subatomically floating out to nothingness. Yeah. Uh, he's, um, so it, he uses one of the enlarging discs and like puts it in his belt. Yeah. With his, like the the little bit of energy he has, he's like gone way back in space and time and who knows what, but he does the enlarging belt. Yeah. He puts it like in a thing in his belt and then he comes back. He's like, um, he's full size again, full size. Cassie's there. Uh, and there's just, you know, it's the very big, oh my God, I love you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh my blah. God, you're really actually such a good guy. Yeah, well, it, it also is like, okay, so there's Paxton, the fiance, being very thankful for what Scott just did. And uh-huh. he's and he's like, I'll call. And he gets him out of trouble. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, I'll, call, I'll, I'll, I'll say that uh, you got out on a, did he get out on a technicality? Some, I think so. Very reminiscent of Bill Cosby. Jesus Christ. Uh, but obviously not as bad. Um, and once Dr. Pym finds out that Scott not only survived, but then he finds out that he went quantum and he's like, do you remember anything about it? And he's like, I don't really he's remember. Like, no. But there's this moment of like. Hope that hope. his wife might be alive. Like he's like, well, he came back. So like, maybe there's a way she could come back somehow. There's a moment of hope just like his daughter. Yes. And then, uh, and then Luis comes back to him with the story and he's like, all right, get to the point of the story. And basically it's a whole long winded story. Like he always tells someone told someone told someone that Sam Wilson wants to meet with him. Uh, the Falcon. Yeah. So basically it ends with like, I think Ant-Man's about to become And then it ends with them all at the dinner table. Oh, yeah. There's a... Uh, They're all at the dinner table. Everybody's getting along. Cassie, her mom, her fiancé. Uh, the, the, she's got the aunt at the table, which is their... their she's, like, feeding the... It, like, it's so a dog. Cute. It's so cute. It's very happy ending. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, And then... And then there's... The, there's the credits and then we get the mid credits and then there's a post scene too. And then the mid credits. Well, there's also the scene. I think this is important too, that like this is, um, or did this happen before when they make out? Was that in the mid credits? Oh yeah. Or was that before? He's like, he's like, uh, he's saying goodbye to Hank and he's like, all right, I gotta go. And he's like, uh, hope, uh, walk me to the door. And they shut the door behind them and then Hank opens the door and like they're making out behind the door. They're making out and, and he's like, oh, hope. Gross. Oh, why, why did you, you do, do that? that? Oh my God. No. Oh, absolutely not. She's crazy. Yeah. And Dr. Uh, Pim's like, you're lying. And he's like, yep, I sure am. Mm-hmm. So there's a mid credit scene that foreshadows Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is later uh, in the franchise. Um, um, Hank Pym reveals to his daughter, Hope, that he and his wife, her, her dead mom, or assumed to be dead mom, had been working on a prototype suit for the Wasp. Um, he's like, basically, let's let's get this thing going. It's about time. Yeah. And then there's a full uh, post-credit scene um, from Captain America Civil War, and it's got Captain America and the Falcon discussing what to do with the trapped Winter Soldier. And they say something about they can't, they can't contact Tony Stark, which I don't know. There's... Something having to do with the Accords. I didn't understand that because I don't remember that from when I had seen the other movies. Yeah, and um, Falcon, and Falcon's like, I know a guy that could help us. So I'm not totally sure what they're the alluding guy is to. Man, because to get that machine open, they're gonna need someone smart. Oh yeah, to get into it and blow it up. Oh, that makes Bam! sense. Interesting. Well, I mean, that was Ant Man. 
That to me was a perfect Marvel fucking movie because it had all the elements of like a good superhero movie of good versus evil, but it was also so fucking funny. It was so funny. And there was just like, uh, you know, wholesomeness in it. You could, you tell the, you know, the main character had a, he really loved his daughter. And there's all these like, Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about how great of an actress that little girl was when they were, when they were having the first dinner scene where his father her father disappeared from the jail and they're all at dinner and she says to you know her her step soon to be stepdad she's like are you looking for my daddy and he's like yeah we are she goes i hope you don't find him that's so funny that it's like go fuck yourself basically Mm -hmm. oh this is fun in the chat one of our patrons uh when hope says it's about damn time in that mid-credits scene fun fact uh it's because ant-man and the wasp are actually founding avengers members in the comics so it's like this was really fucking late uh Uh, yeah yeah. i wonder who they what characters they completely have left out anyways we don't have time for that. that that's another time and another place but i loved this I love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Oh, could not love him more. So I am so excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm so excited to watch Ant-Man be part of the Avengers. I'm just all of the worlds just kind of weaving together bit by bit and like learning more about each person. And like, you know, now that Hank Pym is in the picture, is, you know, Hank Pym going to be part of the, you know, the series going forward? Is he going to be like, you know, one of the scientists with like cool technology collaborating with other people. Like there's so much to see. Like we'll, we'll find out, uh, soon. This takes us, by the way, this is the end of phase two. So, uh, you'll get an exposing ourselves next week. We'll probably do a palate cleanser. Uh, well, that's that. That was Ant-Man. We love you guys. And we will see you next time. This has been a two filthy nerds production. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah,